0: The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by A Moment with Morris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Peace and blessings, family. As we are bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together and talk about everything out here in this life, in this world, in these streets.
1: In these cold.
0: Streets, <laughs> yes, bringing you episode number 46. <laughs> I had to think about this one, yeah, I, I, had, yeah. I had to dig deep on 46. Oh, so this is a shout out to a, on, on the Lee Smith side. Man. If you know about Lee Smith, Chicago Cubs, very good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Lee Smith, baseball, yeah, real. He was the closer, like, mm-hmm. he was, he had the uh, held the uh, career. Uh, saves From like 93 to 06 okay. Like He was somewhat of a disappointment On the Pitching the full game mm-hmm. And they learned his strengths And if you don't ever know about Lee Smith He was a beast Everybody talks about like CC um, Sabathia or, or certain pitchers yeah. Lee Smith was 6'6", 265 as, as a pitcher Like I mean He took took the mound Like a power forward He was a big a dude yeah, he was two sixty five fighting weight as he played a little bit more. That that two sixty five was creeping around the 275, 2, 280 mark. But he was the dude that came in to save the day. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he he, he was. Cubs was notably where he pitched for, but after he had issues at the end of his career in Chicago, he then was just bounced around. He was on seven teams in eight seasons. That dude was smiling, bro. But, yeah, he was issues towards the end. They're thinking that's what keeps him out of the Hall of Fame, all that shifting around at the very end. He probably eventually going to get in there. But a shout-out one time, wherever you at. Little, little love out there. Lee Smith, baby. Lee Smith. That was the OG. Yeah, with the curl and everything out there. Yeah, he definitely his curl. <laughs> that little, little curl out there on the mound. So lots going on. Lots going on. We had a little little break while we was out there. Man, moving, traveling, and shaking, moving and grooving. Couple events that happened and since the last time we got together. Moving we'll... and grooving. Events is happening. We're doing events. We're pushing the
1: movement. Hard line. I have the unapologetic Black Excellence tour in your city coming to you. Going to Arizona next. Just got back from Miami. Was this in San Diego? Doing something in Sacramento and hometown city. Unapologetic black excellence tour. You better ask somebody about your city. Why it's not in your city if it's not in your city. Because we're going out there. We're talking about black excellence. We're talking about not apologizing for your blackness, brother.
0: BlackBlueprintsWithAZ.com It presents
1: (laughs) unapologetic black excellence tour featuring the one and only Barry Axius. I'm here to disrupt, make folks uncomfortable, makes folks see the light, because there's a whole bunch of black folk that think that
0: we're okay in this system. And that is just not the case. I, uh, I, I, one, one gentleman had to recently learn about not playing with the system. Dude, woo! Free Meek. Freak, I got my Free
1: Meek Mill t-shirt, Meek. man. Sweatshirt,
0: man. Rapper Meek Mill, I'm sure, you, even unless you've been under the rock, he just had to... The state of uh, Pennsylvania just told him to go sit down for his uh, parole violation mm-hmm. for popping a wheelie on a, on a bike and also and, getting into a fight. Yeah, fight earlier. Uh, he just uh, a lot was brought to light when addressing the system for Meek Mill because this is somebody who was I think somewhere now or somewhere around eleven years now for probation for something that he was originally given five years probation for. It's just that he continuously was having parole violations, so they tacked on more time to his probation because i think you know they're playing the vegas odds that uh, he's gonna screw up before the shot clock runs out Mm -hmm. so they just kept extending his probation he kept doing he kept messing up and they just kept stretching this out to where now this last time judge was like uh how many warning shots do you need Uh, so they gave him a minimum two year two to four to (laughs) go put him on timeout (laughs) because he keep playing with this system that obviously ain't playing with him just
1: I have a lot to say about this matter because there's so much to say about this matter and it's so unfortunate and first of all I want to do a disclaimer I don't want anyone to think that I'm a meek mill hater um, or am I not emphasizing or sympathizing the situation of what he's involved in or what has happened to him in the court of law and this broken system.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, in the broken system for the black male and black woman or for the people of color, but a system that works perfectly well for um, white America or those who are filthy, filthy rich that ain't of color. One, let's go back into how Meek Mill has gotten to this point. Think about his rise to superstardom and even that moment where he was about to be a mainstream success story from the Rags of Riches, right? And when you look at it, I, I look deep into it, I'm thinking like, Meek Mill has been taking some heavy L's ever since the whole episode of him coming out, dissing his man Drake, right? Yeah. And just going on this, this, this rampage of... Showing whatever he felt was fraudulentness in um, an industry full of frauds, but when you go back and you look at how he got out the first time out of jail, yeah. right, and the streets were loving him, Main Street started to really um, engage in this meek male thing, and he had one of the hottest chicks in the game and Nicki Minaj, right? right. It was like the dude was sitting on top of the world man like it was like okay this is going to be the next yeah. big rap hip star uh, hip-hop superstar i mean it looked
0: great yeah to 2016 and then all of a sudden man like no seriously yeah no i saying, 2016 was, like, was not mixed year
1: 2000 so the disc came in 2015 right later on
0: 2015 I think the jump offs, jump was off 15. 2015. He took, he took all L's in sixteen. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the the instigation
1: of that feud started at the end of 15. Something it like just that. moved and navigated all the way to, to it. it and, I, and I and I remember why I know it it happened in that towards the end of 2015 is because I remember I was in Chicago in 2015 and the song had been already worn out and they were still bumping it in Chicago on radio stations right back to back yeah it's the infamous diss song that Drake did to Meek Mill and I was like yo going into 2016 I remember Nat Nicole had just passed away and I was like damn this song is a it's like a year or so now old and they're still buzzing off this song yeah and Later down on the line, of course, the guy who had the baddest chicken in the rap game holding him down um, eventually left him, which you look at the song and you point it like, well, that's what the song kind of predicted anyway, the song that Drake came in. And then just the numerous times of him getting into um, fights on Instagram with stands, fans, or certain folks in the media, and just... His records, regardless of what he tried to do, wasn't able to get that notoriety or that number one spot that you felt like the streets pretty much gave up on him. So now you have a situation to where you're looking at Meek Mill and I know a lot of folks want to sit there and look at the system and I see a lot of folks make reference to the the white boy that got like, what, little to no time with the, the rape case?
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and I, I'm sure yeah. you'll probably break that down a little bit, but they're trying to make these examples, and though I get it, I think what folks are missing, and I think a lot of us in the black community, we tend to gloss over something that is very important, and it begins with an A, and it's called accountability, yeah. right? I tend to look at this situation with not as how the system failed meek mill but as far as the accountability that we have to look on his actions yes he got those two cases that we talked about the fight i mean, in st louis the um popping a wheelie and the reckless driving in new york they were thrown out but let's look at the fact that in a court of law when you are on probation You are not even supposed to
0: sniff. Straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? You're not even supposed to
1: sniff police. When you look at his countless and numerous songs of 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 basically uh, victimizing, terrorizing, street anthems, uh, street glory, and not giving a fuck about basic norms in America or in the hood. You also have to say, well, shit, his music is perpetuating something. And let's not forget about the infamous incident where some of his soldiers jumped the safari kid, right, yeah. in in Hollywood. So you look at all these different things and you channel in that this dude is walking around like, I'm on probation, so fuck it. I don't give a shit. What happened to him, right, is a reality of his behavior That he's basically shown that, all right, well, y'all might have thrown the case out, but I'm still going to do what the hell I want to do because I'm Meek Mills, I'm rich, black, and I'm thugging. So the reality is that though it may be wrong in a sense, there has to be accountability to the actions of any normal Joe. If we were on probation, we wouldn't even have been able to get this far to the point where the judge finally threw the book out of him. Regardless of if the judge was black, and the judge has a grudge on him, whatever. whatever.
0: At that stage, at whatever. that
1: stage, it doesn't really matter because the brother from the the few times that I remember the case coming up, thinking that oh damn, dude's probably gonna get hit with a few different charges. He's been able to skate. I think that it became a part of you know what, dude, you're not changing, and this is a lot of why I feel that our our justice system is is so. So shaded in, in, in a way to where it's like, all right, well, you're going to allow cats to kind of just keep on walking the plank and just let them jump over before grabbing the back and say, you know, before you do too much, let me pull you back. They just keep on giving because it, it would have just been, all right, you popped the wheelie, you did some reckless driving, here's your goddamn um, violation, right? It would have been better at that. But the system, as we know, there's so much Money grabbing. There's so much undercurrent. There's so many deals popping in the back room, right? That we know from the incidents of folks getting probation. Oh, you will do a hundred hours of probation. I heard the story. Justin Bieber was supposed to do like a hundred hours of probation somewhere, and what he did is he bought a playground for this facility. Yeah. So when you think about it in an overall whole, the guy was pushing the issue already. He has just become a victim of, I think, his own stupidity and the fact of him thinking, I'm Meek Mill, I make too much money, and I have enough lawyers that can protect me, I'll never see a day in jail. And I think that that um, ego and him not understanding I am a black male, regardless of my money, I am OJ, Jay-Z piece, right? And the accountability of Looking at it like regardless of what I may think and what people may not know. And we don't even know half of the trash that other folks probably know that he might be affiliated with in the streets of Philly. We just know the shit that's reported. Right. So it comes down to accountability. How do we always look upon the system, which I know is flawed, which I know is broken, but that doesn't work for us. And we should know that when we're involved because him being on probation, Which is crazy to me. It's like he had probation since he was a young kid for this long period of time. Evidently, he's violating or doing something to keep him on before getting off. So I think that though it's a fucked up situation, you got to understand what you're dealing with in systems like this that are in place and take some accountability of actions.
0: Yeah, uh, realistically, all Meek Mill is to me right now is a younger version of OJ Simpson. The fact is that O.J. went to prison on some stuff that he should have known better because of his situation dealing with courts. Since he's gotten out, he's been banned from from a hotel bar casino. There's already talked about him having a run in in Vegas since he got out like a month ago. Like you keep thinking that this system is playing with you and you keep thinking that for whatever reason you're exempt because somebody else seemed to get off on something. Or, or, I, or I saw so-and-so, you know, he got a slap on the wrist. I should get a slap on the wrist. Negro, no. That, that, that's, that's, you should appreciate the fact that, that they didn't come after you the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time that you had to keep going back to court for something. So uh, we had talked about it briefly, you know, off air about how the three strikes law came into play in California. And one of the first cases that was hit was a guy who, uh, on his third strike, it was a a robbery where I think the total he got off the dude was like less than 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that that robbery assault got him a third strike and that's what he got 25 for. Now, if you want to make the argument that you shouldn't get 25 years of your life for, for less than a dub, um... That You can make that case, but the reality was is what you did prior to that moment is why you got 25. Mm -hmm. So for him, did he deserve two years for popping a wheelie on parole violation if it was an isolated incident? No. But the fact is people forget he's on probation. He's a gun charges is what got him on probation <laughs> to begin with. Like, it's not like this dude got too many unpaid jaywalking tickets and so, gun charges got him on probation. And what is his rap music still? Talking yeah, yeah, you know I'm saying. So it, so uh, I, I appreciate the fact that this system can be incredibly corrupt and can be incredibly uh, biased and, and slanted and, and all that stuff. All the more reason we all aware of that. So it really to me is just something that you should not be playing with. And if you're in a position to where you've got resources and you can do you can do community service and you can spend a little money and you can do a little PSA and and, and stand in front of a group of kids and, and that wash away your time. Uh, appreciate that and go on about your business. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it just to me, I, I get tired of the Negro that finally gets to a point to where he doesn't have to living the lifestyles that so many folks struggle just to get out of continuing to put themselves in a trap and it's almost like a circus you've had you know brothers like ti you know in trouble you have had brothers like dmx in trouble i mean there's such a, a host of artists that just have gotten that plateau have gotten that golden spoon and continue to dig themselves in a system, I mean, wasting money upon money. I mean, Gucci Man, another brother who, you know, now finally got out and seems he's cleaning himself up and um, getting another opportunity. But the funny thing about it, we're sitting here upset about this whole Meek Mills thing. But we're not upset and we're not marching because now the folks are marching and, and using him. I, out of all the people using him as a platform of showing yeah, how the down system the courthouse is broken, and, and I don't even really, I, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Because again, I don't want to sound like a meek mill hater, even though I was definitely on Drake's side first of all. Because I was like, well, yeah. if you guys are homies, why are you even talking about what you guys are supposed to have as an intimate like conversation and kind of putting them on blast? For the sake of others. So right then and there, it's like the Negro is suspect to me on that end, right? You know, you're breaking codes on that level. But here you are taking up for a guy that I don't really think gives two shits about any of the prolific movements that have been happening that are fighting social injustice just for the fact that he's a a, a big name. But in a sample fact, we have political prisoners that ain't never seen the light of day that really haven't done nothing. But speak upon the justice system, speak upon inequalities and created or, or um, had any criminal activities. So they've been linked to things that have never even seen the light of day just because we're not doing yeah and marching for that right
0: i look with him he is in an industry in a society which is notorious for not holding people accountable for the things that they do and you're in an industry and you're in a business and you're surrounded and affiliated with people who know how to make things go away and you have a, a business where people look the other way for things all the time so when you get accustomed to watching the executives in the office that you check in at you know are doing shady dealings backroom stuff screwing people out of contracts you know that they're inappropriate with staff and stuff you see the drugs flowing around you see and this is all folks in suit and ties i'm not talking about whatever street ties is in his music i'm talking about when he shows up to to def jam offices when you show up to columbia offices when you show up to sony offices and you see all these types of things that are going on on the regular and it's business as usual to a degree, you think that you're a member of the club just because you're in the clubhouse. You, you feel like but, you're untouchable. Yeah. Well, you feel like well, you feel like you on you. And realistically, you see a lot of uh, entertainers who start to hang out with athletes. You're going to the club when they're over, you know, and and you, you're bottle popping with LeBron. You out there clubbing with James Harden. You showing up to the game. You sitting courtside. They high five and you at halftime. You 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 hanging out all together. But you got to remember, you are just hanging out with the player. You don't play for the Cavs. You don't play for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. You're not in the NBA. You just tight with them. And there are a lot of us who forget that just because you in the room, that doesn't make you a part of the club. Mm -hmm. So when you see people who are doing certain things and involved in activity and stuff just goes away. And, and stuff could just gets a check, makes something disappear. Mm-hmm. And man, he in court all the time. Oh, don't worry, man. I'm calling, you know, Joel Steen, Osmond and whatever. And, and that's what I keep him on retainer for. This will be done by lunch. Mm-hmm. You think that applies to you because, you know, Meek Mill is in the music industry, which is, you know, just a, a, a department of the entertainment industry, which has been catching hell in 2017 for all of these things that are common practice of of dirty dealings. Mm-hmm. That people have been cutting checks or people have been feeling untouchable or people have been feeling they don't have to be accountable to their actions. And when you find yourself in those environments, you can you can get trapped in your head. You can get you can get caught slipping in your own mind thinking that you that that can help work out for you. And you start doing stuff a little more recklessly and, and you're not on your square and your P's and Q's and you get and you'll find that Meek Mill is the one that's got told to go sit down for two to four years. But, you know, Weinstein is out walking the streets, you know, Ben Affleck out there in these streets, uh, Stephen Seagal out here in these streets. Uh, Charlie Sheen out here in these streets, Mm. all these dudes that have been getting, you know, the executives from Billboard magazine, Rolling Stone magazine, TV film. I mean, the allegations that have been coming out just of the last 90 days Mm. of activities that dudes have been, you know, sexually assaulting, sexually harassing uh, some flat out just raping broads, you know, that they've been. Uh, Letting stuff go the other way. I mean, these accusations, it it look like a grocery list. You think that it's about to be a blockbuster movie when you see the cast, when you see the director, the producer, the film company, the actors, the names involved, who's doing the music like you think this is about to be the second coming uh, 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 of Star Wars. Man, with all the blockbuster names associated with all these accusations. And I think that, you know, people who get in an environment where people look the other way think it's going to apply to them. But I think the main thing to say something, too, is is uh, saying something about all this unaccountable behavior that's going on. All these people out here who just been doing and coming and going as they please. And now some of this stuff starting to come to light because a lot of folks been out here doing a lot of wrong. Bill Cosby. Michael Jackson. You are
1: now out, vindicated. Out the hot seat. You you, you are now <laughs> vindicated by the crimes that you've been accused of, the crimes that you probably did because we know that it didn't come from a place of selfishness or lack of understanding and whatever other sick thoughts you had, you, you learned it. From culture. the masters because it's a culture that you was involved with and a culture that you was in, 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 in thrusted in and all lies in the dark will come out to the light eventually
0: oh, and
1: yeah. just listening to this stuff I applaud every folk that has come out but again we realize the powerful the powerful entity called white privilege how If it was these folks that I just talked about, Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, that was hung, that was pretty much publicly lynched by the media as if they were an isolated kind of situation, as if they did not learn from those who had opened the door, the culture that they kind of saw that this was a societal norm in their realm, right? that it was, oh my God, I can't believe Bill Cosby, and oh my God, Michael Jackson, this is all things that they learned, that they saw, that folks was getting away with for decades, for the folks that sat there when Hugh Hefner passed away, black folks celebrating him, and trying to tell me how much good he did for the black community, but then I try to find out what, uh, playboy magazine that ever really did overall for the black community and i couldn't find any traces and no one could tell me what um don't you have might have had willing girls the dude was still in my idea a uh a, a, a pedophile it, jody right?
0: foster what, was you like 13 or something wild shit right <laughs> yeah to to a a place
1: that continues to celebrate woody allen as a great director producer and he's uh the godfather of the pedophiles in, in Hollywood, to even the simple fact that a child molester admittedly admitted that he molested um, children, the uh, actor, the father that played... Um, Seventh Seven Heaven. Seven Heaven. Yeah. That guy who hasn't been brought on any charges. And then, now you get a power broker like Harvey Weinstein and, and so many and more other... Brother as well, and his brother Bob, and then you have what CK the comedian
0: Louis CK Louis CK. Well, n- see, not a good I think the interesting part will be is what they go after them because you had Louis CK got the allegations. He originally was like I don't know what they're talking about, and then he finally yeah, been- then he was like everything. It's all true. Then you had Kevin Spacey who got allegations against, and he fit. turned gay. Well, he's been gay, but but he, was, you know, but okay. well, he came out the closet. Okay, okay but, but, but you but he's, can
1: say he's, he's been gay, but. Finally admitting it yeah. and saying I'm
0: gay, whatever. Yeah, well, it, it, there's been stories about that man for years, but yeah, but he came but out for But there's been stories about of all these people for years. Well, no, but I'm saying with with in, in regards to Kevin Spacey, the network had to drop him because once those those allegations came out, Louis C.K.'s show got pulled. Uh, he had a bunch of stuff lined up. His movie got dropped. His TV show got pulled. Uh, his show dates got canceled. Kevin Spacey's Netflix show, The House of Cards. He got pulled off of that. Uh, There's a bunch of executives. The executive producer of the show, the CW shows, the Supergirl and the Flash, he just got pulled because of sexual assault allegations. Um, Like I said, guys in charge over at Billboard at Rolling Stone, these dudes just got suspended. Like there's dudes now they're starting to go through and they're making professional distancing. Like oh you caught up in that I can't really touch you right now but there's not personal vilification happening with these dudes nah well I'm just saying so like no, like I'm just like, saying, I'm just saying yeah. nah, you totally right like Bill Cosby was the devil thought oh, he was for, for what he did all these women all these allegations this that and the third this dude it, it is horrible they beat him down to the fact that it made him sick and this is not
1: at all to say bill cosby wasn't one because i believe bill cosby he 61 women ain't gonna come out say you um raped them and then at the same time when you admittedly
0: admit it yeah the, the culture of slipping roofies and my thing and and prefacing that too is that my thing is not those dudes shouldn't be cosby shouldn't get a pass because other dudes was doing too my point is that these other dudes need to be lynched also understand the root of how you've discovered it yeah. Negroes, like like there's things that I he always... He wasn't doing look that in Philly on his own. I'm he insane. learned that. Come yeah. on.
1: There, there's things that I always look at when folks... And, and, and of course, I always believe in accountability. But my thing is when I talk about things that have happened in the black community due to um, white negligence or just plain out white ruthlessness. If I know something like crack cocaine can affect... And create addiction and a community, I'm not going to give access to that, right? Yeah. I'm not going to allow guns and turmoil and lead it to a community that I know that's already embracing so many other deficiencies. I am not gonna allow I'm not gonna allow myself to put my daughter in harm's way of certain things that I know maybe if she latches on to daddy doing it, she may do it in the end. So yeah. In these matters that we're listening into and we're thinking about, like, there's no way that folks that we've looked up to, the folks that we've probably celebrated, that in our culture of of black folks, these kind of things we never really did. But throughout slavery and um, throughout history, you look at how we've been mistreated and how we've always kind of... um, looked at white society and, and things that they did as kind of like, whoa, I I want to do that too. So it's not, I'm not surprised that some of these Negroes pick up some of these traits. Like yeah. when, when you go into Hollywood, like of course Bill learned that shit from that motherfucker because where else
0: he going to learn it from? He ain't learning it from us. Yeah. You know, we're not doing yeah, that. All those things are, 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 are positions of power and, and privilege and influence. So you can't start that With nothing. So you learn that from people who have power, resources and influence. You say, oh, no, no, this is how we do this. This is how this this goes. So you're like, oh, oh, okay." And then as you get your weight up and and you get a little more influence and you get a little, little, little more resources and you get a little more access then you can start flexing on people yeah. and then you can start doing it on your scale. Yeah. You can't do it on a scale. But you, but you got to look at at a period of time. Bill Cosby was one of the most powerful people in media and TV. Exactly. So at that era, if you look at that time period, he had a lot of resources and influence. He had the number one show on TV for just it was a go to uh-huh. his slot was was locked up. You couldn't touch that Thursday night, 8 p.m. slot. Whatever else you was doing on another network, you you was just practicing. Because when Cosby show hit at 8 p.m., whatever you was doing on your network wasn't getting watched. Mm. And when you have that much influence, you can't tell me that that's not going to trickle over into your behavior dealing with people. Bill Cosby was a dictator on set. Like, when it came to the people who had to work with him and work for him, the way that things was done on those sets, A Different World and The Cosby Show, it was Bill's way or get the F out. Mm. You know, and... In that degree, when you got that much control and that much power and you've seen how control and power is used, you're going to start doing that. And all these execs who've been coming out now who are just getting named every 20 minutes, a name is dropping and the list is going to get longer and longer. Because one thing you got to realize, too, about power structure, it's all about positioning. Mm -hmm. There are people who have been waiting for an opportunity to leapfrog up out of position Mm -hmm. and they've been waiting for names to come out. So they can change up. There's some dude who right now is an is an assistant who's just staring at that corner office and he's just wait. He'll leak the name himself yeah. about who so he can make, you know, there's going to be no honor amongst thieves. And go ahead. But I think something that we need to be mindful of, because there's some of us out there who'll be like, man, I don't care if you get up in Hollywood. That's just what it's about. And you know what it is that you signed up for. But this is not that's a particular lane. This is the same stuff that's happening in school systems. Mm-hmm. This is the same stuff that's happening in the church. Government. This is the same stuff. Well, I'm talking about on the personal level, mm-hmm. where it's that pastor who's touching little girls and little boys. Eddie Long. It's it's that teacher, that math teacher who's touching little boys and little girls. Mm-hmm. It's that uncle that's touching little boys and little girls. So... We, some people will dismiss those types of things because well that's that's with them and they getting paid money and they they you know they traded they sold that out to be celebrities or whatever, but the practice of looking the other way, that practice of not speaking up and not saying something, I think that we gotta not just be hung up on what celebrities are doing but shine some light on them folks that we know personally. I think that in society we are so used to not
1: discussing certain things and we're afraid to um you know blow out certain individuals that's whether it's in your family in the church because you don't want other people to look at you like you know you're crazy and i think in the simple fact that folks just don't really want to believe that that person had a character to do that yeah i had a friend of mine that just got convicted you know he's you know he's due to serve maybe eight years he hasn't been sentenced yet but they're holding up eight years in his face for um having sexual misconduct with a minor and he was a math teacher right you yeah. know and this is a good guy i mean from what i know yeah right but um it caught the best of him and and to me and i think and for us our line of work we're, we're subject to that every every time we walk out the door when you know we work with these kids i mean being in a framework of building relationships of basically being uh a, a, a sure that we're in the right place to where we're not doing anything that makes them feel any kind of way yeah i right? definitely making sure they don't think that we're drawing some energy i am constantly thinking about that right whether it's you know hugging a, a kid um you know making inappropriate comments i'm always thinking and i'm aware of that i don't try to say anything especially with my girls that will make them think or suggest hmm Mr. Axius was kind of being a
0: little fresh with me, Ooh, right? Mr. Axios turns into Barry. Oh man, I'm just saying you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know,
1: nah, I'm not, I don't I don't I don't I don't play that game. But I know what my responsibility is and I'm accountable for who I am and what these kids see me as. So yeah. when you have and it's a lot in the black community, I'm just gonna focus on that. Yeah. We just don't want to out that person for the simple fact that one, we don't believe people are going to care Two, we don't believe people are going to believe. And three, that we don't want the backlash. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. don't want to have to be in that moment of why we're explaining why we're saying, well, uncle Jojo touched Lorraine and yeah. they're like, well, why, well, why, why you why ain't he, coming over exactly way, like yeah. Why, you know, why, why would you say that? Because, our acceptance, and this goes back into our accountability. How is R. Kelly even able to do music? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, how is R. Kelly even able to, to, to make songs? And even when you think about it, how much what was going on in Hollywood was, pro- I, I really consider a social norm. there. Yeah. listen to the BBD lyrics backstage on the adolescent. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? Backstage. Underage. Adolescence. That song on Do Me Baby, you sang it, you sang it over and over again. And then you're like, now in 2017, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. it's, it's, It's as clear as day. Elvis Presley. Was was dating young girls like what was how old was uh, yeah
0: Elvis was twenty five and Priscilla was like fifteen so it was considered
1: societal norm you know yeah. it wasn't like I remember watching some of my older guys you know twenty some years old like dating girls my age fourteen 15. Oh, every girl
0: in high school had a had a grown ass boyfriend right
1: yeah and, and,
0: and, and even, fifteen sixteen seventeen and got the twenty year old pulling up picking her up and even you know being like. High
1: school, you turn eighteen, and you got the sixteen-year-old girlfriend. That was like a norm, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't seem like, oh man, you you're dating a kid. No, it's like, well, she's in high school. I'm in high we school. We're in the same too. math class, you like, know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're the same math class. So you tend to understand how some of this thing can kind of be mixed up because we in society have accepted it to be okay, even in an olden area. You can get grandparents that are 20 years apart. Yeah. Right? And and, and started dating. Grandpa was 25 and uh, uh, grandma was, was 17, you know? But the shift of where it becomes not okay is when you're creating advancement to folks that don't want it. But then I got to look at how in the freak did we allow someone who is our current president in office, Mr. 45, and why I make that that funny joke, but it's not really funny. I call him the pussy grabber. It's because here he was talking with another cohort in Hollywood, a guy that was known in Hollywood as a Hollywood reporter, talking how these white males talk, right? This is how they discuss things. This is what they do. And then when you look at all that's been going on, you notice and now know why Gwen Proucho is where she's at, right? As much as they will seem to be a victim, this kind of propelled a lot of their careers. This is why Kevin Spacey was in the spaces that he was in, right? Because they actually have joined a cult, sold their soul. Now they're talking about it in ways of, well, I'm talking about it on I'm standing out. But in reality... You utilize this to your own degree to get you to a place where now you can talk about it because if you had talked about it and spoke on it before, you would have been fucking chastised and outcast.
0: Yeah, well, I get those dudes. Like, I, I like, so all these, these execs and these actors and singers and stuff who are starting to come out uh, who are getting sexually assaulted, most of them, in um, a lot of these cases, were adults when it happened. They were in compromised positions, you know... Um, you know, you can you can complain about him just feeling on your behind or grabbing on you or whatever, whatever. But you know, you ain't about to work no more. And some of them swallowed their pride and in some cases other things so they could stay in the business. Well, I think something that we have to make sure that we pay attention to, like I said on the, on on the personal side, is when we're not talking about adults in a case of your profession or your job. We have people who are getting victimized. You know, you speaking of segue to you know, even coming off of me. You know, he was with Nikki. Nikki's brother, Nicki Minaj's brother, was just convicted of sexual assault against a minor. He was convicted from repeatedly raping an 11-year-old girl. Like, there's in some cases for months, four times a week, sometimes twice a day. Say that again. So he was raping an 11-year-old girl, and there was for months where it was at times it was four times a week. And in some cases, twice a day, 11 year old, 11 year old girl, her 10 year old. I don't know if it was her brother or cousin, whatever. He caught him. Like he just came down to the basement or whatever this downstairs room was. And he saw it. And Nikki's brother jammed the 10 year old up and was like, did you see anything? And he was like, yeah. And he slapped the hell out of him. And he kept asking him the same question until the 10 year old realized how to answer. He's like, did you see anything? And after getting smacked like 10, 11 times, he was like, no. And so he was like and the 10 year old was was like, you know, if you say anything, you know, it's on for you. So he he was raping his 11 year old and pumping this, you know, pumping his 10 year old to keep him terrified. You know, that sort of stuff is that I think that we need to 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 sit there and make sure that we're aware of, too, because I think something we need to stress on is, you know, depending upon your get down for a lot of us in our community. It's the holiday season. You know, so and so, you know, big sisters coming home from college and she bringing her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's going to grandma's house and uncle so and so that everybody know you ain't supposed to leave the kids around. But yet he's still at the grandma's house, you know, though, them them get togethers. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't say enough within our community and with our family and hold these people accountable for the stuff that they doing that they have no business doing. And we ain't got no business co-signing for them. I just,
1: again, when I hear these stories, I'm trying to figure out how do these folks exist? Right? How do these folks exist? How do these folks get away with these deeds for so long with finally someone else coming out and putting a stop to it? But how does it continue? Like, how is there a continuation of certain behaviors? And we allow it in society and we just close our eyes to it, like, oh, but now we want to talk about it when all 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 shit hits the fan. You got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and you even got our President Obama, Hillary Clinton, who was going to be our president, that are denouncing Harvey Weinstein because they were getting money from him. You yeah. know, they were doing movies with him, and now they're like, "Oh well, you know what? We don't like y'all didn't know." Yeah, that's the thing about um, all of this um, Sand- Sandusky situation at Penn State. Paterno knew everything, right? For years. And the reason why that that person, because we were talking about folks want to try to, you know, maybe move people out. And that one person is waiting for their opportunity to say, okay, we're yeah. going to fix this. That's exactly what Penn State did. Like, you know what, we're going to get, we're going to crash and burn for maybe three years. But we're going to get ourselves back up because we are Penn State. Yeah. We just got to get out, um, you know, some of the trash. And Joe Paterno was like, yo, Joe Paterno would be coaching right now. Right, he would be coaching right now because he was like, "I'm the coach for life," and folks just didn't know how to um take out the beloved Joe Paterno. But the way you do that is you open up a can of of of. of
0: you know, yeah, well, he did now. Yeah, yeah, well, he's dead. But yeah, I'm saying yeah, I know what but you how you know. do
1: you open up a a, a can of, of worms that you're not going to ever come back from where it's going to push the Johnny public is going to
0: look at you like, is he still your coach? You got to scorch the earth. You right? got you got to get rid of everybody who was connected on any level. And so with the Joe, with the, um, Joe Paterno and a Sandusky
1: thing, it's just like, ultimately, folks are not coming out to be good Samaritans. To say, look at what's going on, because if that was the case, it would have happened a long time ago. Yeah. It's about ego, it's about power, it's about positioning, and these guys are now being outed, and these women, what are help? I'm happy, or some of these males, I'm happy, are strong enough now to tell their story. Is 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 now not looking look, being looked upon as you're complaining, you're making up lies that you know actually you know there is truth and there's validation to everything you're saying, but there's someone that opened up the, the the can of worms to allow all these things yeah. to have a, a resonant a domino effect because there's something that happened that someone didn't do that they were supposed to do and now folks are like okay watch what I do now
0: yeah like I said those when we start talking about those things like I believe that a reason why a lot of these Hollywood stories is exactly at this positioning there is uh, a lot of the uh, the figureheads are old. So they're on the entertainment side. You know, music is dying the way it's currently. So that, that uh, degree of structure has changed. Movie business stuff, a lot of the old heads are, are exactly that old head. There's going to be some shifting power up in there. So here's a good way to, to clear out a lot of that stuff. And it will justify closing offices, letting people go and doing some shifts on that. I think that what well, we got to make sure that we, we stay mindful of and accountable of is uh, just because you didn't do the act. If you know about it and don't say nothing, your hands are dirty. Yeah,
1: just as guilty. Yeah,
0: you know I'm saying, but I, I think that there's a lot of us who who walk around thinking I didn't do anything. Cause let's take the Sandusky thing at Penn State. There was a janitor who 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 witnessed something, and uh, he went and said something, and realized nothing was done, and then didn't go any any further with it. Yeah. Like if I know if I told if I told Craig what I saw. And Craig don't act on it. And I know it's blatantly wrong. I got to go past Craig now. Mm-hmm. I can't just leave it like I did my due diligence because I told somebody and, and, and walked away. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I think with what we do is we look at stuff like I'm not trying to out the pastor. I'm not trying to out the coach. I'm not trying to out the teacher. I'm not trying to be the one who disrupts this championship run team. My, our, our school, we going for the final. We going for, we going to state champion. Are you going to be the one that dismantles the, the you know, cheer squad? Yeah. Or takes away, you know. And I, but I think that this is again society
1: norm. Nobody wants to be the person that um, creates that avalanche effect. No one wants to create that firestorm because the scrutiny that you deal with as you're trying to speak the truth. I mean, think about those folks that um, outed Eddie Long. Yeah. Until folks' story, and still to this day, folks still have not really um, gravitated to those people's story. They've kind of like, it's almost like a, a, a running funny joke that Eddie Long is who he is, yeah. right? Eddie Long stroke, right? Yeah. Um, and we're not talking about for the women. Yeah. But in the same sense, in his death, no one acknowledged these these prior incidents and these things. It was denial. Checks were wrote. And it was like, all right, um, you know, put it under the rug. Bill Cosby, even in a sense, Michael Jackson was defended by the black community to all degree, yeah. right? So you have a situation that I think, and even in myself where folks were asking me, well, why you put your boy out there like that? I said, well, shoot, if my dude did something wrong, I'm not going to sit there. I don't want anyone to believe yeah. that. I'm connected to this, like, i he's my guy, I say, but wrong is wrong, you know what I mean, I mean, you shouldn't have caught yourself slipping, sexting some young girls, why, because motherfuckers gonna start looking at me, and start trying to check into what I got going on, and I don't got shit going on, right, yeah. so, I think collateral damage, and a sense of folks, because, as what I'm hearing from Harvey Weinstein, his power is, is so tremendous still in Hollywood, all these different things, because I'm sure he has a bag full of, of lies and scandals from, uh, from <laughs> that, that, that are connected with other people yeah. that he's trying to um, use his power to blackmail certain individuals that have kind of come out to speak against him. But I think that we live in such a sick society that. Is not accountable or allow folks, again, looking at R. Kelly, like, okay he hasn't been convicted, but the proof is in the pudding and they still are able to be in mainstream. They're still being able to be at the table. So it's almost kind of like, well, why should I say something when no one's really going to do something about it? I think that's where folks get a lot of um, that pushback. They don't want to be the one. That's creating a firestorm because the unfortunate thing, when you're starting to point fingers, folks are going to start, one, pointing fingers at you on what you are doing and why are you saying this? What do you have to hide? And at the same time, folks just don't believe you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Folks won't believe it from your mouth, from your eyes because folks have put themselves on a pedestal and made themselves whatever character that folks want to believe that they're like, when Bill Cosby first came out with all his pieces, and I, I hate the fact that we're using Bill Cosby as an example, because I want to stick up on these white males in Hollywood being exposed. But just looking at Bill Cosby, it was so hard for folks to believe um, Mr. Huxable was a rapist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I know you understand the character of what Bill Cosby played, but you don't know Bill Cosby as a person. And it was hard for people to differentiate that person from that person, right? From the rapist to the guy that you see on your TV screen every Thursday, right? We have to get to a point to where one, this is not norm. And two, that the way black folks have been, I think, Segregated out of Hollywood because they don't want to do all these things that some folks have done to move up the ladder, right? Yeah. For, for every woman that sat there and said of some sexual advances that were made that they weren't too uh, okay with, the ones that were okay with it to make these guys believe, well, why aren't you giving me some ass? Jody just did it just like yeah. two movies ago. You see where her career is going. I I think that just kind of freaks me out on how really deep this shit is going to go if they really open the Pandora's box on how Hollywood has kind of lived under this um, sexual uh, misbehavior and pedophilia. Like when Corey Feldman, who I think has also come out a while ago and spoke upon how bad it was. Yeah. And again folks looked at him like. Yo dude come on. And his friend Corey Heyman. Um, some years ago. Who who died over. Um, overdosing of drugs. But really in reality. It was because of the pain that he suffered. And the trauma that he dealt with. Yeah. During the moments that he was this actor. And being molested as we hear. And as we know. And seeing this. How can we still. Give our monies. How can we still want to participate in. In this thing that they call Hollywood, if it's that um, dirty, if it's that shitty, if it's that much um, nastiness and scandals in this fucking thing, how can we kind of like still say, I want to be a part of Hollywood?
0: Because you got to weigh the upside to, to the downside. So you have a lot of people who are saying, because if you look at it, too, a lot of people sit there and say, these child stars that fall off. Well, a, a lot of that comes from trauma you they've been assaulted at such a young age that by the time they're 18 19 20 they're like oh they're washed up in hollywood no they're just broken people you know it, it's the, the the idea of come out and smile for the camera is is they just can't do it anymore they weren't old enough at the time when they got into the business to be able to to process and to handle and you know and to, and to move forward so a lot of them you know you, you you want, people wonder what happens to the Macaulay Calkins and uh, you know, all, all, all these dudes that all of a sudden are like, oh man, he just he was, he was crazy, you know, the Corey Haim thing, you know, he was you know, he was raped by Charlie Sheen, and is that is that, is that, is that that's the 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 accusation that because that he was, I guess you would say, willing, but he was 13 and Charlie Sheen was 19. Mm. So, uh, at that point, when they shot the movie uh, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas okay, okay, okay. and so he was saying, you know, Charlie Sheen was all up, you know, you you can take whatever story of Charlie Sheen's story. I <laughs> everything's on the table with a Charlie Sheen story. Uh, and he was saying, you know, Charlie hit it in the trailer or something, whatever. And then they said after that, because at that point he had already been molested, Corey apparently. So mm. the the gravitating to a male predator was kind of what he did. So he said Charlie was, was messing with him. And then right after, he said Charlie kept shining him off. Like, Corey would try to talk to him, whatever. And Charlie was just giving him a cold shoulder. Like, I hit it, I'm done. And that sent him into more of a depression after the movie. Like, now, you know. And this is a story that's out. This story came out years ago. It is now again resurfaced. So, Corey spoke about it, I guess, when it happened to some people he knew. His story kind of came and went, because you're talking about Charlie Sheen back then, and who's yeah. the son of Martin Sheen. Yeah. And Martin Sheen, back in the 80s, laddies, was the dude. Yeah. So, this was... And then his brother is Emilio Estevez. Yeah. So, it, this is a really great open and close. Like, we ain't, no one's going in on this. And so, then the story is now getting resurfaced. Charlie Sheen's pulling... I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I'm not... He damn sure ain't gonna cop to nothing from 35 years ago. So uh he he's just kind of like whatever I don't know but these are the type of stories that are going around regularly Eddie Winslow um family matters um Darius McCrary yeah he just came out saying I'm not naming who touched me and then and then you also had who
1: else who else came out there um he played um a doctor I want to say I want to say ER White guy. Empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He had, he had his issues. They said he came out and he was molested. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It, it, Dude, it, this shit is crazy, man. You're in a position to where if that's the culture where uh, taking what you want is the culture, uh, there will be some of you who realize how much juice you do or do not have when the repercussions come. Others, if you have enough and you're in the clear, you keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially, like I said, you're going to see a lot of reports come out, probably going up to about 2000. So the the, the the Clinton administration got a lot, hit the brakes on a lot of stuff. So when Bill Clinton got caught up in that Monica Lewinsky stuff, <laughs> there's a lot of corporate policies that changed. There's a lot of, of ways you do things shifted. So you go pre-Bill Clinton like I said, these stories you're hearing about from the early 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, going back. You're going to hear a whole lot of them stories come up. And then you're going to start seeing um, the people who are involved are typically people who are still around back then. So, uh, you, like I said, there's going to be a lot of these stories that are going to come to light. Uh, but my thing is to to that we have to start being mindful on, on the day-to-day level. Because some of us walk around and be like, man, I don't work at Sony. I ain't got no say-so in, in this film director. I don't know nothing about this engineer stuff. Yeah, but you know about your Uncle Steve. Mm. You know you know about your sister's boyfriend. You know about Cousin Clarence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know about Aunt Deborah Because women, you know, this stuff going on with women, too. And women, it, and the thing about it with women,
1: they make a, a young man feel like that was right, that Auntie Sue... It's just showing me how to be a man, yeah, and how to deal with a woman as a man, which is no—that's called fucking um, perverted sexual misconduct.
0: It does the same damn. We look at when we see the twenty-seven-year-old uh, highly cute, sexual, cute, you know, English teacher who messes with the fourteen-year-old boy. We feel differently about that yeah. as a society than the twenty-seven-year-old English teacher man who messes with the fourteen-year-old girl. Even though I probably would have done it. Yeah, but I'm saying, but for the damage that it does to the child, Mm -hmm. that the the, what that throws off, because at a certain age, you're not able to process the emotions with the mental, with the physical, and compartmentalize that. That's where you get a lot of super sexualized children because you introduce them to stuff too early and they don't know how to properly compartmentalize where this goes. You know, you'll hear about children who are molested when they're kids and then they're having sex willingly with somebody at 11 or 12 because once you introduce it they're trying to there's a stimulation they're trying to to get back again but don't have the actual faculties to put that where it's in its place and have the, the structure of when and where to do things like it, it, i mean we got I'm saying we just got to be mindful of of what we can do and like I said, most of us are not in positions of power where it comes to major industry. We may not even be the man at our job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may not even be in, in charge of hiring where you work at. So you may not think that, well, I ain't got no say so over him flexing on, 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 on the secretary. I say something, I'm fired. We both out of work. Mm-hmm. Like, so some of us don't get involved that way. But some of us need to start 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 getting more involved because the only way that you're going to curb that behavior is to destroy that culture. And the culture has
1: to be destroyed immediately yeah. because all it does it creates again societal norms that folks feel like well it's done to me i should do it to somebody else
0: yeah and or that, that it just, just like, happens yeah that's you know, just a part of it's just life you'll just get over that's it that's a part of what you got to go through to, yeah. to you'll to, hear to the top. daughters will come home from college talking about a professor this or a student that or whatever and then as soon as they're breaking down to their parents mama's telling her a story about what happened to her You know, these are just the things that you got to get over. These are just the things that happen, you know, and I think that we have to start destroying like with how the word is intended. Destroy these types of cultures. Destroy the idea that you can lay in in the cuts. Destroy the idea that you can walk out and perform step in the name of love and the whole crowd is going to cheer for you. Destroy the idea that you can still come around on Thanksgiving and sit across the table from the two kids that you touched. You know, destroy the idea that you think you could still chill in the neighborhood when, you know, you was touching folks at the swimming pool or, or waiting for little kids in the bathroom and think that is that you could still come around again. Like, I think that we got to get on on that mentality of that village of of outing these folks, not only socially, but we need to get these folks up out of here. You
1: know, here we <laughs> like that. It
0: is not I ain't telling condoning nobody to do nothing that you're going to do some time over. But we have to remove that comfort within the culture you know if the worst thing you're thinking is going to happen to you is i got to go to the office across the street because the company had to let me go because that's all that's happening with these execs you you leave in this building and then you're gonna to have to do some behind the scenes work across the street or we gotta we gotta leave you alone while you're hot let the heat cool off and then we'll call you next year
1: and i think that if it was just harvey weinstein that was getting hit that I think that would have been able to
0: isolated be incident. isolated
1: incident. And, you know, he just went down. Put the sacrificial but it's become, lamb up. It's yeah, to, it's, it's become a train wreck. It's become a, um, I'm going to now tell on this person, you know, everyone, I'm not going to be the only one going down.
0: Nino Brown in the courtroom.
1: The whole oh, oh, let
0: me tell you about the light-skinned brother at the yeah. bank.
1: This bigger than Nino Brown. Even, let's not forget about, um, what is it, uh, the, the judge, Rob Moore, uh, Roy Moore. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah uh yeah yeah yeah
1: and um Going for Senator, whatever. All that yeah, piece yeah. I think it was a, a senator piece. And the fact that our president speaks nothing about it, but folks had so much to say about Colin Kaepernick. It's just those things when I say white privilege, and again I definitely want to say to my black folk, this is the Hollywood that you want to be accepted in. This is the Hollywood that you're crying over, that um is not allowing you in the American um, award. What is it? The the um, Oscar award. Yeah. Um, this is the Hollywood that folks have been saying. Well, I got an Oscar and I'm validated. But the reality, this ain't all Hollywood because this is not the behavior that you know we are known for. Though it's become irritably more obvious that there's some folks in the clan. That don't mind it, right? That are are people that don't mind it because we don't hold folks accountable to these these, um, incidents or this behavior. Again, how R. Kelly is being played. I told a sister that I was talking to, like, you know, you listened to R. Kelly the other day when he was listening to your Chris Brown CD. She's like, no, I didn't. I said, oh, go look at this album. I just heard it in a barbershop. And I was like, who is that? Is that R. Kelly with Chris Brown? And she looked, she started screaming. She said, oh, my God. Yeah, pay attention to what you're listening to because guys like O.J., guys like R. Kelly, guys like Bill Cosby that have been um, utilized and... Put in the forefront of our American society as these are the isolated incidents that have been done when in reality these are not isolated incidents. It's white males in America in these uh, positions of power, whoever they may be, have shown these brothers this is how you work the system because with power comes great responsibility, but within power comes a lot of corruption. And then the corruption, as you see, as most motherfuckers think, that they can do anything, whenever, and with whoever.
0: Because I, I think that stuff that we address uh, is the stuff that gets changed, and the stuff that we ignore is the stuff that continues. And if we have these horrible cultures within our society where people are being victimized, being abused, being hurt, your your silence and your 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 complicity for, for what's happening is, is you an accomplice. Yes, sir. And so... You can't just say that my hands are clean because I wasn't out there doing dirt. But your inability to say something is why your hands are dirty. Indeed. Say something podcast. I'm Jermaine Morris with Barry Axius. Yes. Where Barry
1: Axius. I'm just going to jump in and I already know what you're going to tell me. Well, <laughs> I got to
0: tell that for the folks at home where they can find you online.
1: Barry Axius Facebook, Barry Axius Twitter, and Instagram at Team Boy and BlackBlueprintsWithAZ.com.
0: I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook, every other social media platform is at J. Morris CEO on Twitter. The say something. Uh, Twitter is uh, at we say something, as well as uh, say something podcast at gmail.com for any info about anything that has to do with the podcast. Folks could guess whatever. Uh, hit us up. And uh, until next show. Holla and we'll holla at you later.